Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed on Nerdy Talk do not reflect those of Anime Herald. Due to strong language, listener discretion is advised. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to Nerdy Talk, the only podcast where it's the holiday season every season. I'm Mike Fair, and I'm joined by Anthony Simpson. Yeah, hey Wow, I actually got it right. Shocking. I know. <laughs> uh, well, one of these days I'll have to get a blooper reel together with all the other ones. Yeah. Uh, anyway... Uh, welcome to a special holiday episode um, where we're not really going to be talking much about the holidays because that's not what we're here for. <laughs> uh, although I will say we do have some great topics tonight and I'd like to start off beforehand with a couple words about a project that's been a long time in the making. Uh, specifically, uh, the first trailer for James Cameron's Battle Angel Alita went out this month and after many years of will it happen, won't it happen, is it going to happen, is it not going to happen, we finally got to see this in action. And for the most part, like, 99 to 99.5%, it looks really freaking good. Except for one small thing. Gally, or in the movie it's Alita, her eyes just don't look right. It's like looking at a human version of the porks in The Last Jedi. Yeah, the, those eyes, like, I see now. Now, I'm not going to name names because I actually remember this person's name. Even if I did, I wouldn't to. I do it just to protect his identity. identity. When I was in middle school, there was a science teacher. Now, I didn't have him. Um, he was like an eighth grade science teacher, and his eyes just, like, kind of remind me of that. And that's just how he looked all the time. Like, he'll look at you, and these eyes just look like they were, like, getting ready to bulge out of his skull at any moment. Oh god, I, I I know that type of person. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he wasn't he wasn't angry. That's just how he was. That's just how he was. That's how he was made. That's just how he was. Hmm. Just those unnaturally big eyes type of thing. Yeah, it was kind of like you should look at it. It was just like it just looks like they were gonna if he sneezed or they would just pop out of his eye sockets. Hmm. For me, my first reaction when I saw that trailer was. I have special eyes. That old meme from quite a few years ago. I have expected to hear someone say, My brand! at the end of it. But, anyway, I, I mean, we're kind of dumping on this. We haven't seen much of the movie, so I'm going to quickly move away from that before we say something that we're, we may or may not regret later. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, who knows how this may turn out? I mean, it's possible this could turn out to be very good. Uh, I, I'll be honest, I'm not really familiar with the franchise that much, so because that this was this is a manga, right? Right. Um, yeah, I never read the manga, so. Uh, first half is fantastic. Back half, you can kind of skip. That's all I can really say. But yeah, um, I'll definitely withhold comment until we get later on, but for the most part, yeah, that first impression was just eye-opening. Just yowza.
Anyway, uh, our first real topic tonight, though, uh, the folks at Studio Ghibli announced that they're having a bit of a stash shakeup. Uh, Kiyofumi Nakajima, the former head of the Ghibli Museum, is being elevated to president of the president of the studio, which is kind of interesting because uh, co-founder Toshio Suzuki is uh, going to be working as a pro- producer. And uh, the former president, Koji Hoshino, is going to be working as the chairman. Uh, they haven't stated what they're going to do outside of that they hope to, quote, inspire a new generation of production. But this is a surprisingly drastic change, considering. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's obviously something different, but maybe it's for the best. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for a while, after... Uh, Miyazaki retired for the latest time. Uh, I mean, the studio was adrift. They didn't know what to do. Yeah, I mean, maybe now, you know, they have, obviously, somebody at the top. Hopefully, he'll be able to write the... He'll be able to write the ship in the right direction, and they'll be able to keep on existing. Absolutely. Um, I'm just hoping that they they can attract uh, some strong talent from this last push here. Um... For Miyazaki's last film, they're going full tilt on hiring, which is impressive to see, but um, I I am hoping that they start kind of really looking to groom someone to kind of take the reins, because Miyazaki's an old man. I mean, he can only retire and come back so many times before he, you know, he retires for good. Or or he dies, whichever comes first. Yeah, that's what I was hinting at. Yeah. (laughs) Because something tells me that he's one of those people where he will not be happy unless he's in the studio, you know? Yeah, well, some people are like that. I mean, you know, there, there are some people who they're all happy working. That was sort of like my my dad's father, you know, when he now he was retired. He was already retired when I was born. But my dad basically told me when he retired, you know, he was basically just sort of like a well, not the best term, but basically it was a grumpy bear. Mm. Because, you know, he grew up, you know, he grew up in the Depression, so obviously that's all he knew how to do was work. Right. You know, so when he retired, he was all grumpy because it's like, what the hell do I do now? You know? Right. It's kind of that feeling of being lost and not not being my, useful. It's frustrating. Yeah, my dad's sort of that way because my dad's oh, on disability, so he can't uh, you know, he can't work it. I mean, he, he sort of can work, but it's just simply with his meds, he can't, he can't pass drug tests, but, you know, you know, so he really doesn't do anything, but he's kind of like that when he start when he got first, well, when he got fired and then he got, then he got a disability. It was just like, you know, he kind of feels like he's a third wheel some of the times. Right. Absolutely. Cause that's all he, you know, that's all he knew how to do was work, you know? Yeah, definitely. And if you grow up in that environment where you are just work, 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 those times where that point where you just can't, it's it's frustrating. I I mean, I can definitely relate. I'm a person who works 16 hours a day most days. So, I mean, if I just stop full stop, I'd probably become the most restless, irritable person you ever met. 
Well, I mean, I don't work that long. I was like, I can't with my job, but I'm mm-hmm. also not run. Plus, you're also running the website, so it's kind of a yeah. And then my mom will probably be that way. I mean, she's got a business, and you know, she's mm-hmm. probably probably maybe eight to ten years or so. She's probably gonna you know sell the business to retire. Um, like you know, that's all she knew how to do. You know, when she was trying to you know get her foot in the door and, and being a hairstylist. Uh, you know, and I remember this growing up for a long time, at least until about mm, probably was about fourth or fifth grade. Uh, you know, she worked two jobs. You know, my parents worked at the same place. They worked at a warehouse and then a couple of nights a week. And then on Saturday, she would moonlight as hairstylist. And then when they lost their jobs at the warehouse, she went full time hairstylist. And then which to then led to 2003 having her own business. Um but you know she she's you know f- you know she's fifty eight you know she's gonna be retiring like she like to retire you know here in the near future but that's all she knows how to do is work you know she really doesn't have any hobbies you know she leaves at eight in the morning doesn't get home till nine you know nine o'clock at night during the week so that's all she knows how to do that's- occasionally maybe reading or taking it easy on the weekends but. You know, she's probably gonna be in that same boat because she's gonna get done. She's like, that's all I knew how to do is work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I hope. Uh, but I hope now, Ghibli, that someone who can write the ship in the right direction, they'll be able to keep existing for a while. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm really just hoping that they they ha- they start really kind of putting in an eye for talent. I mean. The fact that they lost uh, so many people to Studio Ponok was kind of shocking, actually. Um, because they literally just sowed the seeds for their, their well, probably their closest competitor, considering that uh, Marion Witch's Flower takes a very similar visual and tonal language, you know? Well, I hope the best for them. I mean, it'd be kind of a shock to see them. I mean, if they sort of went under, that'd be kind of a surprise. Mm-hmm. And it'd be honestly a huge loss to the industry. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I, I I, don't see Studio Ghibli going under for financial reasons, just because regardless of whether they make a new project or not, again, in their lives, um, the studio's solvent. I mean, they have their film catalog, they have their merchandise, they have uh, their attractions, the museum, they they are financially solvent, but it would be sad to see them just bleed out so much talent they just didn't know what to do with it, you know? Yeah. So, here's hoping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of hoping, um, a lot of fans' hopes were answer- answered uh, earlier this month that uh, Mostly because Animago came back with another uh, shock license reveal. They picked up a tell that's been out of circulation for quite a few years now. Uh, they managed to grab the Gunsmith Cats OVA. They're going to be launching a Kickstarter for it in uh, February 2018. Uh, I know this is like a very limited ninja story. Um, but Gunsmith Cats is one of those tales that was one of those absolute darlings in the VHS days, and 
it found a surprisingly rabid fan base in the early days of DVD. So it's def- I'm definitely happy to see it come back. Um, now, I'll state I've never actually seen Gunsmith Cats. I think I read maybe the first volume in the manga. Um, but happy for fans to see it get in a second, you know, get a second lease on life. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, something tells me I'm going to be spending way too much money on this. <laughs> uh, you probably will. Um, I always say ne- never again, never again. Then Animago comes out with something that just has me saying I need this. Because um, first it was Bubblegum Crisis, then it was uh, Otaku no Video, which I actually worked on um, as subproofing and uh, line of notes editing, and then it was our uh, writing bean. So I, I'm definitely liking how they found a, they found themselves a comfortable niche in the Kickstarter space. And I am too, and I you know I hope it works out for. Them. Absolutely, they are the the oldest anime company in the country right now, which that is no small feat whatsoever, considering that we've had. One industry crash, and we are definitely in the middle of a fairly expensive bubble. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I wish the best for him. I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll succeed, and it'll turn out to be a quality product. Absolutely. I might have to reach out to Robert see if he needs an extra set of hands. <laughs> uh man, I am a crazy bash if I do that. All right. Anyway, um, with that, with that, we've actually gone through our uh, main topics of the night. So, I did have a question for you, Anthony. Yes. What would you say is your show of the year this year? Well, I can tell you what my, what isn't my show of the year. What's that? Classroom of the Elite. Man, fuck that, Classroom what, of the Elite. Yeah, that that was terrible. <laughs> I hated that show. <laughs> I um, go ahead. I, I think by the end, we were all just praying for this thing to end. And well, if it went, if it, hey, if it weren't for our weekly chat thing, I would have dropped that for the first episode because I hated it. Oh yeah, I I tried to find a good sign, and I'm just like, there what, wasn't. Was it by episode five? I'm like, yeah, fuck this shit. And I just started. There, there, there was no good sign. No, that I it was somehow more devoid of interest than Saren. Yeah. It was. Um, that's kind of a tough one because there were some good. There were some good shows that I watched. Now, um, obviously, with you know, uh, anime strike picking up a lot of shows, I of course didn't watch anything they picked up because reasons that I won't get into. Um. So, I'm going to say... Uh, okay, so I'll kind of do my top... I'll do my kind of what would have been my top three. My, so, my number three would be Suderi Children. Um, I watched that dub. That dub is great. Uh, it's a very funny show. Uh, it works because it's always about 16 minutes in length, but they do about two to three minute episode or two to three minute vignettes per episode. So, you have like a couple different... like. Uh, couples you're focused on, and I think why it works so well is because it's just it's so short. The jokes don't like the jokes don't over kind of overstay their like t- well how I put it they don't overstay their welcome. 
Right. Like a joke doesn't go on too long where it goes from this is funny, this is still funny too. Oh no, it's no longer funny. It's it works. Um it works great in that sense. Um and for a short, it's fantastic. Um I'd say my number two would be and it's kind of almost really a tie with my number one, but I kind of have to, since I have to have a number one, I'm going to say my number two would be uh, Sukagareki. Um, mainly because, goddamn, that show is just so good. The writing's strong. Uh, visually, it's not a great-looking show visually. Um, but I think, I just thought the writing was excellent. Uh, they did an excellent job, I think, of, Kind of showing the romances that a third-year middle school middle school student might have. Again, I watched this one dub. The dub is absolutely fantastic. Um, that and that, and it's one of the few shows that I ever got emotional watching. I, I usually don't get real emotional watching anime. I was like, I was in tears in some parts of this episode just because I thought of it. Just really like, really hit me in the heart really well. Like just those emotional strings of this point. But I'm going to say my number one is one that we actually all watched for um, our ad, our weekly chat. Uh, and that was uh, Miss Kobayashi, uh, Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. That was just uh, I don't show. really think I have to explain why I think that's number one. Uh, if you anybody read it, uh, it was just a great show um, all around. It was charming. It was funny. You know, great cast. Uh, just some great to watch week to week. All right, yeah, absolutely. That was a delightful show. Um, that one was actually my number three for this year. Um, I just loved it. Like, there's a great energy behind the actual show itself. The humor was spot on. The characters were fantastic for the most part. Um, and honestly, the plots, while a bit silly, they just worked. They do, but it was a charming show. It had a lot of heart to it. Yeah, absolutely. There, there was a a lot of love that went to that production, and honestly, uh, I have nothing but nice things to say about that one. Uh, what would be your number two? That's a tough one. Um, just because again, there was a lot of good stuff that aired this year. Um. I mean, considering how many honorable mentions I have, I mean, we have uh, Kino's Journey, we had Blend S, we had Royal Tudor, we had Angel Magus Bride. There's a lot of amazing stuff that aired this year, you know? Yeah, well, now, some of them I'm not including because, like, um, Angel Magus Bride because it's not finished. I don't yeah. like to include those. Only because I don't want to say, yeah, that was definitely a show of the year, and then the second half shits the bad, and it's like, well, I was an, I was, like a dick. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, um, yeah. Blend that side liking, I wouldn't say it's in my, it's probably like my fourth or fifth. Although I'm not again, it's not finished. Um, another one I wanted to bring up, probably be an honorable mention, would be uh, Kana Town, just simply because just it's a well executed, it's a cute show to look at. Mm. It's a fun, it's a fun show to watch. It really is. I mean, yeah, we've seen some of this other stuff before, but it doesn't matter. Well executed. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, to answer your question, my number two would have to be Nambaka. I mean, this is literally just the Gintama team doing a prison show. 
it is. Yeah, no. I, go ahead. I mean, I thought it was hilarious when it needed to be. It got those Gintama drama digs where it needed them. And honestly, that warden, uh, I swear to God, I am straight for the warden. <laughs> yeah, warden's amazing. Yeah, I, I also, too, watched Nambaka as well this year. Uh, now I watched the dub. I didn't watch the sub version, which, again, Funimation really hit out of the park with that one. But yeah, Warden, best. Warden's best, kind of best girl 2018. She's kind of up there. Amen to that. She's up there with Toru and possibly some others, but she she's definitely up there. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that is a character that I just adored immediately. She's, she's badass most of the time, but she definitely has that, you know, little adorable girly side. It's. She is an amazing character, and she does not take shit from anyone. She does not. That's why she's great. Let's see. I am right with you. I'm, if it was done, I would say without question, Age of Magus Bride, but we have an episode left, plus a second season. So I'm going to hold off on that and judge it after we're done with the two-core run. Yeah. That's what I do, just simply because, again, if, if the second half shits the bed, then you're yeah. like, well, then you look kind of like a fool then. Yeah, then he... Exactly. So, for number one, I'll give it to Recovery of an MMO Junkie. Um, I'll be honest, this is a show where you can predict everything that's going on. I mean, it's about as surprising as a cardboard box in terms of plot progression, but... It's not the overall plot that makes it the characters. It's the entire situation that you have actual adults doing adult things. I mean, it's a very real, very touching dramedy where you have these genuinely funny moments, genuinely... These moments just make you go, aww. And it just really builds the relationships. You want to see where they go. You want to see how they come together. You want to see how it all ends and they stick the landing it was just a fantastic ride the whole through i cannot say enough th- nice things about this one uh i can't say i've seen it it's kind of on my watch list of stuff to get to i recommend it uh i see i've heard good things about it so it's on my watch uh it's on my watch list of stuff just with my new work schedule that kind of limits a lot of my Kind of limits a lot of my watching time to just push it on the weekends. And then, of course, when you have hobbies that or other things you're interested in, and they also happen on the weekend, that cuts a lot of your. That doesn't give you a lot of time. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so when you have to try to push everything into like say two days, and yep, exactly. You, you're doesn't doing give you much time. <laughs> you're doing the anime uh, show shuffle. Yeah, uh, I apologize for dogs barking in the background. If you can hear them, uh, my mom's probably just came home from work, so. 13 out of 10, good dogger loves his, loves his family. Yeah, they, they bark anytime we come in that house. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, overall, this has just been a fantastic year. Um, yeah, and, you know, next year, uh, you know, next year's looking great, too. We got hmm. uh, the third season of Attack on Titan. Um, I'm actually just going to bring up Bandage Chart here real quick. Because we got a lot, because Winter's looking pretty much like a Winter's looking a little light for me, but there's a lot of sequels. Mm. Um, we got the new car. We got another car captor show coming. Uh, Cut to Sakura. Car captor Sakura. We have. Um, 
I'm just I'm just gonna be mentioning sequels. We have more uh, Gintama sequel, the final arc of Gintama. Um, just looking at the sequels. Here we got the second season of Seven Deadly Sins is coming out in fall, or we got second season of Overlord, which I'm really excited for because uh, that first season is really good. Mm. Uh, the Saki K season two. Uh, see what else here. Uh, well, one I'm not going to be watching because I didn't like towards the end. Uh, uh, we got the Kashikashi second season coming out next. They're coming out winter. That one got they got robbed. They're a short form now. I well, I I kind of didn't like the show towards the end, so Mm. I'm gonna be like not watching it. I'll be watching it for sure. Um, that and Takunomi. Uh, of course, there's other stuff like your Chappelle's got his fourth season. We got the second season of Token Rambo Hanamaru, which I'm going to be watching because I happened to watch the first season a couple weeks ago, and I kind of actually really enjoyed it, all things considered, being that I'm not the target audience for that series. Mm. Um, of course, uh, My Hero Academia season three is coming out. Yep. Next year, uh, well, uh, the sequel, the remake, or whatever you want to call it, of uh, Legend. Heroes is coming out in the spring. Same thing with the new, uh, new Full Metal Panic series. So, I mean, next year's looking really good in terms of, uh, you know, new, you know, new projects. Absolutely. It's, I, I'm really excited about next year. And I am too. I do want to give one note too. Um, for our number one picks, you will notice that we didn't name any anime strike stuff, mostly because I don't have an anime strike account just because I just, don't have the time to watch everything anymore. Um, Plus, their service is still really shitty right now. The that too. Um, and there's no and, reason they got all that Amazon. Uh, honestly, once say I have some time opening up or uh, various things align, I'm definitely going to be down for Land of the Lustrous. I'll be watching Made in Abyss. I'll be watching uh, Umaru-chan too. I mean, there's a lot on there that. They have a lot of killer content, which, yeah, I I can't speak nicely about nicely enough well, about. Yeah, but yeah, now on the other hand, I do recommend um, because it looks like they might be coming out soon. I don't know when, probably next year. Um, is High Dive, uh, which is Sentai's new sort of streaming thing, streaming service they have. Um, yep, they are. They, uh, it's active now. On the Ro- on Roku now. Uh, not on Roku yet, but okay. Because I know the I know the tablet stuff just came out. Because mm. I got I have uh, stuff like I know for Android and iOS because I have the Android app. I know they are working on the uh sort of set top box stuff like uh, Roku and Apple TV. I know they're doing it because they had a picture of them have uh, a Roku and Apple TV, and I think maybe. Mm. I'm not sure what the third one was. Maybe it was Google TV or Nvidia Shield. Mm. Um, but it, it showed them all sitting in front of like a, a screen, like a computer monitor, and then it had it's a high dive one. So they're they are working on that, and I'll be excited once that. Um, oh yeah, I, I was available be, because I've used what little I've used of it. Uh, I really enjoy. Mm. Uh, it's a good service. Um, right now, it's only four dollars a month. So if you know, you want to get on with, with still that price, I'd recommend it highly. I will be getting it once the Roku app becomes available just because they have Legend of the Galactic Heroes. 
Yeah, well, I already, I've already seen it, so I don't need to rewatch it. Because um, I just finished it two years ago. I finished watching all, well, at least all the the main OVA. I haven't gotten to the guidance, some of the other films, so I still mm-hmm. have those to watch. I have a lot of that to watch. Um, I've only seen about half of it. <laughs> I, I, well, I watched all of it when I was off work mm. on medical leave, so I was like, well, I got nothing better to do, so. Let's go back to Heroes it is. Yeah, I watched the whole thing, and I'm glad I did, because it was, it was excellent, right. even though it does kind of take some time to get through. Uh, I also do recommend um, that you also do re- get by the light novels as they're coming out in the United States, because... Yes, Viz Media is uh, releasing them. Yep, I have all of them as of now, at least it's been released, because if they don't do well, we won't get all of them, and that that's not going to make me very happy if we don't get all of them. Yo... Viz Media releases those. Um, I've read the first two books. Highly recommend them. Um, and I believe they're available both in paperback and on Amazon's Kindle service. Uh, I just, yeah, I have a paperback, so I don't... Um, yeah, I, I do recommend them. They're, they're a good read. Mm. And yes, there are yes, there is a Kindle version as well. So I'd also recommend that as well. Absolutely. Uh, well, if you don't... Uh, also, I apparently just, uh, at least I know the first one is, uh, I don't know about the other ones, uh, it's also available as an audiobook. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Me neither. Well, the first one is, I don't think the other ones are, um, let me actually check here. Uh, it's just the first three. Uh, uh, just the first three are available for audiobook now. Fourth, uh, the rest of them are not. Uh, yeah, might be. Uh, I don't know how they sound because I haven't listened to them. Um, which I like audiobooks, so that means I probably should just buy them. But because I think that also is a good way for. Because um, I know some companies are starting to do this, and I actually think that's a good uh, process. Is audiobooks because some people do like to listen to stuff. They don't. Maybe they're not. Oh, uh, they don't like to read a lot. Um, mm. I like audiobooks myself because it does give me that freedom. Um, maybe I don't want to, you know, turn lights on and read. I could just say, put my headphones on, play the, you know, have the audiobook playing, and I'm all hot. To, I'm hot to trot. Absolutely. Anyway, I think that's about all we have tonight. Yeah, that's, um, I don't have anything else to add. Next time you hear us, we'll be. Uh, we'll be in the new year, unless I'm crazy enough to sit there uh, and do a live stream on New Year's Eve like last year. Well, hey, I'll, I'll be right there <laughs> with you if you do. All right, I'll I'll definitely let sending out the word in the next day or two, so we have time to prepare and you know steal ourselves. I'm I will say one thing though. I did it once. I am not doing an eight to twelve again. That was absolutely mind-boggling long. <laughs> Yeah, that was. <laughs> that was that was a much younger me. Yeah, well, that was a much younger all of us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, God, it's hard to believe we've been doing these for... Uh, let's see. Well, it was 15 when we started doing them, wasn't it? Or was it 14? No, it was 14. Yeah, we are up to episode 42. And let's see how many when we start here. 
Here we go. We started in, yeah, 2014. So I've been doing these for about four years now. Yeah. yeah. And I had to wonder what I was on when I made some of these titles. I mean, like this one here, episode 12, A Taste of the Bitch Pudding. Yeah, I don't even know how he came up with some of these titles either. I think it's just... I don't know. I I honestly don't know. But... Ah, man. Hard to believe how how much it's changed since then, though. Very different world. And starting next year, we're going to be on Patreon. So, consider supporting us on Patreon. For a dollar a month, you can help us make more content that you love <laughs> I do though I do recommend yeah. for our listeners do sports if you can on Patreon uh, absolutely I it would be greatly appreciated we're still kind of hashing out the final details but um, we'll definitely have something in the first week of the new year once the new fiscal year kicks in so look forward to it uh, anyway I've been rambling long enough uh, so Till next time, whether it's on New Year's Eve or some other day, uh, happy holidays, and have a great new year. Have a nice night, everybody. Uh, Sign our bye-bye.